All right, very good. Um, turning tomatoes into profit. Um, just a clarification, I somebody was asking me, so the class won't overlap in the advanced course for sure. Um, just, and, you know, I, I had to clarify that one because somebody was, is the next class the same? It's like, no, I won't be teaching the six elements six times. <laughs> so, all right, but... Thank you once again. Thank you for coming. And um, we'll be talking about now turning tomatoes into profit. I was just wanting to give you those six elements because it will help you really say foundational principles that will help you understand then what I'll be sharing now with you. Uh, again, we'll use the same idea here. Um, they want us to record the... Um, the uh, questions and answers, so just feel free to ask questions as I go, all right? And please repeat the And I'll repeat the question, yes, for it, so, yeah. All right. Very good. So, uh, class overview, so we'll be talking, uh, we'll, in this one, uh, in the, for the next three classes, we'll be talking about seedlings, understanding tomatoes, timing your rotations, watering and fertilization, pruning, and of course, selling your tomatoes because it's turning your tomatoes into profit, right? But first, we need to understand how to grow them and how to make, bring to market that top quality uh, tomato. All right, very good. So the first one here is seedlings. Um, germinating your own seed. And there is an um, option out there where, of course, you can go and buy your plants and and not have to do it your own now if you are a home gardener so you want to just plant two to two three tomato plants do not go through the stress and troubles of growing your own seed all right but of course i'm assuming since this is an advanced class that all of you are really have a place to do seedlings so do your own and it's interesting so i personally think that it's in the around 50% of the success starts with the seedlings. And the reason why is that, for example, um, when it comes to germination, when it comes to the type of soil you use, when it comes to the variety you use, um, it, is, it is a huge, has huge impact on that. So let's talk about as, um, a, for example, here, um, germination time frame. Okay, so germination time frame is perhaps one of the key components, one of the most important when it comes to germinating your seed. So for me, I have a rule that when the first seed pops up, meaning when you see once one germinating, within the next 12 hours, 8 hours, I need to see at least 75 to 80% of all my plants germinated. And the second day, meaning the next day, all of it needs to be almost germinated. And basically, no more than 36 hours for all your seeds to be, to, 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 to be, to be already out. And this will allows you, and this will, this you'll know that, that you have a good seed, first of all. The other thing is that in your greenhouse, the last thing you want is a tomato that is this small and another one that is this big. You don't, you don't want a roller coaster in your greenhouse. You want your tomatoes to be the same height from the beginning to the end all throughout the greenhouse. Now, the only way you can achieve that is and the way you know that you're going to achieve that is by growing your own your germinating your own seedlings why because if you buy seed for example if you buy plants when you buy it they're all the same height but that didn't that doesn't mean they germinate at the same time so you can have a strong plant that is doing really well and then another one that is like trying to keep up with a crowd <laughs> And then, but you don't, you don't really notice that. Um, so when you plant then your tomatoes, you will be like, some are taken off, other ones are still struggling. Uh, and then 
you will have problems right from the get-go with your, 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 your plans. The other thing is, is that uh, there's something that is called stress, all right? All of us get stressed out. Plans get stressed as much as, <laughs> as us. Uh, so you want to start your ceilings. You want to start those plans stress-free. You know, they, they're going to deal later with a greenhouse getting super hot, with, with the ground cold, with humidity, with no humidity, with air blowing through. I mean, they're gonna, they, they will later adapt to all that. But as they're germinating, for the first three weeks of their lives, give them a good life. You know, it's like a baby, right? So uh, as an adult, we go through a lot of stuff that our parents didn't tell us any about. So <laughs> anything about it. So, you know, they didn't tell you, you know, when you're a little baby, oh, it's so cute. And then when you're grown, it's like, get out of here. <laughs> so if you've been uh, canvassing, you, you will know, like, get out of my door, out of, out of my property, you know. So, um, so basically, you want to avoid stress. And the way you avoid stress and the way you know that you don't have stress in your ceilings, you have good germination, you have good growth. When you have a, and, and I've had happen, and I had this happen to me that, for example, um, you have, you know, a few plants germinate in the morning, a few plants in the afternoon, a few plants the next day, a few plants here, and it's a week later and the seedlings are still germinating. If that is happening to you, just grab that tray and throw it away. Because you are, you have bad seeds, you have bad germination condition, and you already are going to have problems. I mean, there is not, there's no point really in keeping, in, in dealing with that, with that set of plants. Welcome, welcome. Um, now, <coughs> now it's, it's interesting, you know, when we think about soil, the type of soil that we use to germinate the seeds, we need to think about a few components. It needs to drain, needs to hold moisture, and it needs to have lots of aeration. So basically, um, the idea to germinate, this, the soil that we use to germinate is not about good soil. It's about proper environment for the seed to germinate. Does that make sense? Don't think about this is a great soil, this stuff is going to germinate so well. No, we're thinking about how this stuff is going to germinate well. All right? So um, that's, that's the basic idea because I, I remember, um, and, and, and I've seen it multiple times, you know, people go and buy this great soil and it's, you know, and they put their seed there, lovely, and, and then the seed struggles to germinate. And it's like, what's happening? Well, you have a soil that is still heavy. Um, it has created a crust. The seed doesn't have enough power to push through. Um, that soil may not have, have proper aeration, doesn't have enough moisture to, for the seed to germinate. Um, I remember someone as well that just grabbed peat moss and planted seed and all the seed rotted because the peat moss holds too much water. So basically, uh, the, the, the reason I'm sharing the principle, the idea of what you need in a soil, because there's lots of different soil, but what you're looking for is something that drains, something that has proper aeration, and yes, they add a slow release in most, um, in most uh, seed medium, seed germination medium, that has a slow release fertilizer. So as the plants come, come out, you know, the root starts to, to, to search, then they can find um, nutrition. But the reality is, and uh, actually, Ellen uh, White tells us this, that the seed has the germination, germinating power to, 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 to go up. So there, it, it doesn't need fertilizer for the next, for the first few days. It has its own power in there and that's why for example like um um like uh what happens uh how's that called uh, when you germinate the seed and you eat it um sprouts. yeah sprouts goodness i <laughs> couldn't, couldn't that word wasn't coming so sprouts um so sprouts are so good because it kind of that that power has kind of burst and when you eat it it's it's great so um, for the first few days, you know, the seeds aren't even thinking about where they're going to get the food from because they have their own food. So just think about this. And if you look at the ceilings right here, this, this, this picture has a perlite. It has, 
you know, the, 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 I just water it, that's why it looks wet, but it drains properly. Now, one tip in doing this, when you fill your plug tray, the amount of pressure that you put in the plug tray, it needs to, it needs to be equaled throughout the tray. So I personally use plug trays, um, and that is uh, for the greenhouse, I use 32s, and, and basically you have a, a standard size, let's say the standard size is this uh, paper, I almost said pepper, <laughs> uh, paper that basically they put, you know, 288 holes, you know, 400, 172, or, 30, or 32. So the less the holes, the bigger they are. Usually I use 72 plug tray in general. That's what I use outside. That's, that's like if you need to buy trays, just buy the 72 and you know, you really don't need the others. Now, um, for really good growth in the greenhouse, I use 32 plug trays. And uh, it, it just has more soil, a little more soil. And as well, the plants tends to, the, the stem tends to grow a lot bigger before growing. Because one thing about tomatoes, uh, they like to be transplanted. Mm-hmm. They, they like their roots to be, to be kicked. And like, oh, I need to put new roots. And so basically, um, one technique that you can use, there is something that is called row trays. Um, and, and, and basically, the trays are just, just has one kind of like one little ditch in there. <laughs> so, 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 so basically, you can put, can put a, a, little bit of, a little bit of soil, put all your seeds in there. And that's, why, that's how they do it in, um, in nurseries and things like that. You know, they don't go and plant a, a, lot, a lot of trays just with one seed. They just put just, just a bunch of seeds in there. And then basically they take that tray with 3,000 plants, uh, 3,000 seeds in there, put in a nice, comfortable environment. Once it germinates, then they transplant that into your little four little things that you can buy at Lowe's or whatever. Um, or you can put it in 72 plug trays. Now this method is really good, and especially if you don't have a greenhouse that is heated, um, then you can use this method because, uh, and, 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 I, and I use this in Arkansas actually, I, ju- I just put it in the guest bathroom that was really warm. So I, I put the tray there, it germinated, and then I took it to the greenhouse. Because germination, like I said, getting those seeds germinated within the first eight to 12 hours, at least 75% of your seed, it's, it's critical. So you need good temperature, and that is about 70 to 75 degrees in, in the soil. So there's one thing, there's two, there's two types of temperature. You have the ambient temperature, but you have your soil temperature. And what, for germination, what matters is not in the air because the seeds aren't in the air. They're in the, they're in the roots. So basically, I mean, the, in, the, in the soil, so the soil has to be nice and warm. Now, I will use uh, this time to explain something to you really quick as well. Uh, and that is how to make a table that germinates to perfection, all right? And this is a borrow idea from my buddy, friend, dad, <laughs> Ignacio. You know him, right? So basically, you get, you, and you can build this yourself. It works better than the heating mat that they sell. I mean, way better. Beyond, I mean, I, I actually have a long thing of one of those, and I don't use it. I, you know, I just... That's it's not good. So basically this one, what it is is that you create a table with wood. You put at least two inches. Well, you put plastic on the bottom. You put at least three inches of sand. And then you buy at, on Amazon um, heat tape, you know, gutter heating tape. And then you coil that through about three inches apart. You coil that through, and then you buy a, a thermostat that will regulate the temperature of that heat tape. All right, and then you put, and then on top of that, you put a little bit of sand, not much, and then you put a wire, uh, a wire mesh, a wire um, screen. 
over, and that will help to really send that heat evenly. And then you put your tray on top of that. And let me tell you, sand heats up. It keeps the heat, and that's something that a mat doesn't do. It doesn't keep the heat, and that's and it germinates. I'm telling you, with minus 20 degrees, I germinate things like it's, if it's in the middle of the summer. It, it does an amazing job. I may, it, the probe isn't there. The probe isn't there, so you can you can really monitor uh, monitor the temperature inside that sand, and you put it to 70, 75 degrees, and it's just great. You, we had a question here. Oh, okay. Yes, sir. So the drainage actually evaporates, which creates, in my environment, creates a nice, the humidity, which I need, moisture. Uh, yes, so if you have a way, if you have a problem, if you're having a problem with that, which I don't think you will, uh, then you can put on the bottom, instead of plastic, put something that will drain off, like a ground cover or something. That hardware cloth on top of the sand? The what? The, the, the wire on top of the sand is hardware cloth? Uh, yes, basically. Yeah, hardware cloth. Something very small, like very, very, very fine. Not, not chicken wire or anything, but... Window screens? Like window screens, but it has to be metal, because there are some window screens, you know, that are plastic. So, yes, sir. Uh, why do I prefer, and I forgot I need to <laughs> repeat this question. Um, why do I prefer trays instead of solar blocks? Um, in my personal experience, it just works really good. And I haven't really seen the difference between the two. And as well, solar blocks, in my personal opinion, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And as well, for me, when I have to do 8,000 plants of seedlings just for peppers, I mean, I... You know, my seed count last year was one million seed. And so, um, you know, when you do, when you do, like, think about this. One rotation, one rotation consists of 1,500 plants of broccoli, 1,500 plants of cabbage, 1,500 plants of cauliflower, 7,000 plants of peppers, 3,000 plants of Roma tomatoes. Um, so if I do blocks, I'm going to have to have a greenhouse the size of, you know, a huge greenhouse, so which I don't have. So, um, yeah, and and I and I personally think as well that the root actually get more disturbed in soil blocks because once you pick up the plants, the soil falls most of the times, and and except, but with with the plug tray, you pick it up, put it in the ground, the plants keep growing like nothing happens. Now, do not let get your seedlings get root bound. In the, in, the, in, the, in the plug trays, and that's key element. So the moment, that's one thing. I, we, we, we talked about timing, right? The moment I can plug that tomato plant or any plant out of that tray without leaving soil in the, in the tray, then I transplant that. Yeah, so that's, that's why I prefer um, that instead. Um, it's just, yeah. I know it varies, but in your experience, from the time it germinates to the time you can do that, approximately how long? Will it okay, so no, that's a really good question. With the right conditions, like with this thing that I'm talking about, it doesn't matter the time of the year. Um, I do not my tomatoes, and this is my goal. In the winter, I'll be more lenient, and that's four weeks. But usually, my tomatoes are ready to transplant in three weeks. From, from seed start, from like seed in the ground. Uh, so if I plant March 1, by March 22nd, 21st, I know I'm planting. Because that's one aspect, and this is something, thank you for the question. That's one aspect that, um, and, and then your, you know, part of your question, your, your question was how to, you know, what, what's the time frame in the seedlings? And... Basically, one thing as well that I've learned, and especially like with celery, I know this, you know, we're not talking much about celery, um, but happens with tomatoes, is that not with all varieties, again, I'll give one exception to that, but plants likes to keep growing. 
They like to keep going. So when you, when you leave, let that plant sit there on a, whatever it is for too long, then that's going to stress them out. And then plants are not like some humans, like, like me, for example. Like, oh, whatever, that happened, let's keep going with life, right? Plants are like, oh, you know, they kind of start thinking about it. And three weeks later, they're still stunned. Like, am I supposed to do something? Yeah, grow, <laughs> you know? So that's why I like to keep my seedlings healthy. After I see a true leaf, I fertilize my plants, uh, my, my, my seedlings. And a week later, I fertilize it again. And then I don't fertilize it anymore. And then the third week, at the end of the third week, 21 days. If it's a little cold sometimes, four weeks. But again, keep that stuff growing. Yes, sir. Yes. If you're not planting into a heated greenhouse, what I do with my Roma tomatoes is the following: five weeks, four to five weeks, well, five five weeks before the last frost date, I put my seedlings. So then, after about four weeks in the in the seed house, which is warm, I grab my trays, put them outside. And then do what is called hardening. Harden my tomato for about a week. And then my last frost day comes and I plant my tomatoes. Um, and or are it so uh, let me let me let me correct that. When the last frost day comes, my tomato needs to be at least, at least four weeks old, and then I put them outside, let them harden for about a week. I like to wear I like to wait like a week. Uh, after the frost day to plant my tomatoes, not because there will be another frost, but just to let the night temperature warm up a little. Um, so that's, that's, that's basically what I do. You got a question here? Uh, I do. Um, so you're planting them straight in the ground, not bumping them into like pots or anything? Uh, if I'm planting straight in the ground. So from seedling, straight in the ground. Okay. Yes. So unless you're using pots in your greenhouse, then sure. But uh, otherwise, just straight in the ground. Um, Yes. What's the size of the seedlings at transplanting? Size. Usually my tomatoes are about that, that size. The stem, you want it to be close to a quarter of an inch, the, the bottom, bottom stem. A, a, a little less, but about that much, right? So you want more. Um, in your seedlings, you want, um, what's a good size? Um, let me see that. Is this pen here? You want like, like that right there, like this, this right here, this pen on the bottom. That's what you want there. So kind of like a pen size, just a little smaller. Sorry, I don't have something. Oh, this cord right here. It's perfect. <laughs> so right there on the bottom, bottom. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, or close to it. Just don't put something that is very flimsy. So, but what is important is that, again, size will, will uh, influence the type of varieties you have. Like there's one variety that will have thicker than this, but there's some, like it will be so flimsy. So what I do is that if I can, if I can plug it, if I can plug off that, that plant off that tray with no problem, without leaving dirt on the bottom, then you're good. We had another question. Okay, yes. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Yes. Moisture, how does, from the bottom do water? Okay. Uh, so do I how do I water my seedlings? And that is I water from top. And uh, you can do from the bottom, and that's, that's a great technique, I believe. Um, but it doesn't work for me when I have uh, 200 trays. Yes. I was, I was wondering, we've been talking a lot about tomatoes, so when you plant tomatoes, Oh yeah, yes. So do I do I take in consideration the terminant and the determinant variety? Yes, I do, and we'll be talking about that in the next slide. Uh, but yes. Yeah. So is there any danger to the plant if you transplant them later? Uh, uh, danger in the sense of w will it hurt? Yeah. So 
So will it hurt? Would it be okay to plant them later? Yeah, because what I've been doing is I've been bumping my plants up, you know, into larger pots. Yeah. A root ball sits them before I plant them in the ground. Okay, so so should should you keep up potting? We call that up up potting and up potting and up potting. Well, you shouldn't up pot too much because every time you up pot, you set back your plants. So what what do uh, so things that I up pot oregano. Um, time, you know, like I grab those 200 plug trays and I just drop a bunch of seeds in there because, you know, seeds are so small, you can even feel them in your fingers and I just spread them all over there and then when they germinate, then I pot them to a 32 plug tray size. I usually use pots because I sell those pots. And so, and I just put them in there or put them into a 72, and then once that grows, then I plant them in my greenhouses or in a garden bed or wherever they might be. Uh, so, but I wouldn't recommend really doing a lot of, you know, outpotting. Like, uh, I, I, again, I think that they, they like to be outpotted, but at, at one point you have to leave them alone and, and let them grow. Uh, so what I would do, and this is what I do, <laughs> is that, Four weeks before my last frost, April 29 is when I'm planting Roma tomatoes. April 20, 21st, I'm putting my tomatoes outside. By June 1, I'm planting tomatoes in the ground. And like in Colorado, we have a very tight season. I mean, matter of fact, I don't get to harvest all my tomatoes outside because they don't, they don't have time to, 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 uh, to ripen because... You know, September 8th, sometime we have a frost. So, <laughs> yeah, yes. What is the block size for the tomatoes once you plant them? Like, how big are they? Oh, I use plug trays, which is 72. Okay. Yeah, so again, you know, there's a standard size. The amount of holes in there is 72s. And uh, if you need to buy trays or if you're going to buy trays, I would just get 72s um, because that's, you can use it for outside, greenhouse. And if you have a small greenhouse that you're just going to plant 100, 200 plants, then use 72. Because I use 72 in the past, and, and it's just a, just, just a standard size for everything. Yeah, so we had a question. Yes, are you, are all these grass tomatoes that you're talking about planting out four or five weeks after, after seeding? Uh, no, those are not grafted. So when it comes to grafting, you have to follow, you know, grafting rules, which are... Uh, different <laughs> you know you you they like grafting for example sometimes and, and grafting when it comes to germinating your seeds it's it, you gotta you gotta have it right I mean you have to be really good at germinating seed to graft because sometimes you need to plant your scion first or last depends on the variety and if those things it, it's quite complex grafting it's it's something else um, but again, if you put the six elements into, into uh, operations, the, the one we talked about, you, 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 will, you will see a picture that I have there later on. We, we had a question. Yeah. I read someplace that anything under 40 degrees can actually uh, damage a tomato seedling. All right. Anything under 40 degrees, is, you know, you read that could damage a possible tomato seedlings. Um, it will definitely hit them. Um, but if the plant is established, then it, it really, the ceilings it will, but not the plants. Because I get 40s a lot in Colorado. I mean, by the time, when we start getting 50 degrees at night, it's like in July. <laughs> so at night. And then it goes in the 60, 65 at night in August. And it drops back down. <laughs> so, yeah. So, if, if you like cool weather and, yeah, Colorado is a great place. But, <laughs> yeah. So, like I do. And the farm, as a farmer, man, is sometimes the heat is exhausting. So, um, so in other words, uh, you're, you're shooting for 32 degrees. And, and so, 32 degrees is the freeze point, right? Well, that's well. The thing is, this is the thing: is that you don't want your day, your temperature during the day, to get too hot either. And so, like I was explaining early, like 
like in Arkansas, if your plants are setting fruit, it's starting to set fruit in July, you, you're not going to harvest any tomatoes just simply because it's too hot and, 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 the, um, and the pollen won't, won't, won't set. So you need to have that, those tomato plants the, the end of uh, um, mid-June and on, you need to be seeing tomatoes in your plants in Arkansas. But if you plant them too early, it's too cold. So time on time is it's it's is it's good. It's uh, yeah. What temperature would you say that is? Like um, when the, when it's too hot for them to set pollen. Uh, I would set it over close to the to to the ninety eight ninety nine anything really above ninety plus. Again, this is in areas like in Colorado can get 100, 105, but during the night will be in the 60s. So that's that's not a, won't be a problem factor. But and 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 we'll talk about a little bit more as well choosing those varieties for for summer production versus spring production. Yeah, so we'll 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 chat about that. Okay, so seedlings, germinating your own seed. Uh, again, you know it's hard to say what percentage, but a huge percent, you know, doesn't, it's not like 50-50% for sure. It's, the point is a huge percentage of your success in your greenhouse, in your production, has to do with the ceilings. Um, and then now the one person, one person planting per planting rule that I have. So basically, if all of you are coming to help me, <laughs> you won't be helping. <laughs> so... But one of you will. It's not like I have to do it. It's one person has to do it. Does that make sense? So um, there's someone there that is quite trained um, there. And, and um, you know, when it comes to doing tomatoes, either I do it or she does it. And so, and, um, and she can do one variety. I do the other variety or however it is. If it's two. And the reason is this. I remember... Several years ago, I was uh, three of us, just three buddies, and we were doing seedlings. And each tray germinated at each time because you, each person has diff- different depth, you know? Okay, what is one feet, foot? Show, show, show me one foot. I'm German. Sorry. Uh, sorry uh, show me 30 <laughs> cent- centimeters. Th- 30, 30 centimeters. Okay, one foot. All right. Yeah. Okay. See. So, <laughs> you know, we, each of us have different uh, 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 finger length and things like that. So, so it it will change. Uh, you know what the depth. So, just you don't want one train germinating in the morning and one in the afternoon. You want to avoid that big time. So it's a minor thing, but when it comes to your tomato seeds that already cost a hundred dollars. You don't want to mess it up, all right? And you're already heating a greenhouse that is costing you money. I mean, the whole thing. Uh, you, this is, and, and I think uh, attention to the little details and the whole complexity of thing. It's what make comes. That's how success comes when it comes to to this stuff and really everything in life. So, um, the germination time frames, uh, time frame. Now, when it comes to planting, um, you know. Some people prefer other things. I do 16 inches spacing, um, 16 inches, and I leave one vine. So you can leave two, but good luck when you have to lower your tomatoes. Uh, when those tomatoes reach the top and you need to bring them down, you have two vines and you only have two hands, you will be using your, <laughs> your leg and you'll be using all kinds of things. See, So one vine great things i mean when it comes to like growing peppers they recommend only two vines pepper grow really slow so two vines you have great peppers if you leave four vines you won't have such a big peppers so two vines is great for for peppers i know we're not talking about peppers but tomatoes that's that's what i do one vine now if you're going to leave a sucker on if you're going to leave a second one the first there is one that I call the true sucker, the, 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 real, the, real, the real thing. And that comes right, right below the first flower. It's that sucker. You will notice it's hard to peel off, 
when you take it off, it might peel some of your plants. So use pruner and, uh, and it's right below the first set of flowers. And, and uh, if you're going to leave one, it's that one. And if you have a determinate variety, prune everything below that and leave everything above it. So basically, when you have a, a, a tomato plant comes up, put a leaves, keeps growing, put more leaves, and then suddenly you will have your first tomato set, right, where you see flowers. Right below that flower, right below it, 100% of the time, humanly speaking, because <laughs> I don't control it, there, right? Right there, you will have a sucker that you will notice that the plant will actually get a little flat and it will kind of kind of make a Y. The plants will make a Y like this. Unlike other suckers that they're just kind of attached to, to the plant and they plug off very easily. And so cut everything below that and, um, and you will be good if you have a determinate variety and leave everything above it. Now, when it comes to greenhouse tomatoes and indeterminate varieties you leave you cut everything and you only leave one vine so now there's one there's certain kinds of tomatoes that are indeterminate that sometimes your main vine will become just a leaf and a set of tomatoes so please be very careful when you're pruning to make sure the one other first thing when it comes to tomatoes you really need to learn to identify your plant what will what what is a, a a main head that will keep producing and what is something that is just a leaf that will just become something that won't keep growing so because you know when i have someone you know people working for me and they're in the greenhouse some sometimes i have plants that you know the their friends are up here and the plants still down here because every single possible growth was cut off so, yes, Johannes. What size of sucker, or what sucker size do you recommend? Yeah. Is it too small, kind of like... Yeah, yeah. So, you want to be comfortable putting it off, uh, pruning it off. Don't, don't go when the plant is too small. Uh, you want to be comfortable. All right. Now, of course, don't let it grow too big. Now, if you have a lot of volume of plants and not much of a flower, like you're like, where are the flowers here? I don't see flowers. <laughs> Leave a lot of suckers on the bottom because they will suck that extra nitrogen that is pumping into the plant. Yeah. Now, in your greenhouse, I hope this doesn't happen to you. You, you should be having your plants and your soil and your fertilization program to the T so you don't have that problem. Yeah. So, but this right here uh, basically is um, what when it, when it comes to seedlings and germinating your own things, Germinating your own, huge success, and then understanding that the soil, the medium of germination, it's about germinating that properly. Uh, and as well, then one person per planting and that germination time, fr uh, uh, time frame, that's, that's very, very important. All right. Any final questions on this slide here before I move to the next one? Okay, depth for seeds, quarter of an inch, what? quarter of an inch. And uh, it's interesting, you know, uh, I learned this one from a student, actually, uh, from an academy student. That's why you have to be, you know, just looking out to learn all the time. Uh, what I do is that I press the, 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 the hole, I press it a little deeper than a quarter of an inch. Just a little, not much. And then I put my seeds, and then I put my hands over it, and I don't add any more dirt to the, to, to the tray. And that gives me perfection germination. I mean, the germination is great. Because you don't want to cover it much. But if they're down there, kind of away from, you know, protected a little bit and deep enough for the thing not to drive so much and the kind of the right moisture there, it germinates just great. And it's deep enough because one thing you want to avoid with seedlings, you don't want to plant them too deep. But at the same time, do not plant them too shallow because otherwise they, they will be a, a, a little bit, they will tumble too, too, too easy. So you, don't, you definitely don't want that. And 
And what I've heard some people, and I do this actually, is that once a week or so, I go with a, with a stick and I brush them through it, kind of give them a little bit of that wind of natural effect just to harden their, their, their stem. Their fibers. Their fibers, yes. Put your hole and then you put your seed. Yes. Yeah, and then just, just, my, just my hand with, not my, with no dirt or anything, I run over my trays and then kind of whatever soil falls in, yeah, and then I water real good. And, and when you water as well, that soil kind of falls in as well. And so water really good. And then if you have cloudy days, sometimes you can go for two or three days without watering your ceilings if it's cloudy. And if your heat is not much. I always check the, the weight of the tray. Oh, the weight? Yeah, yeah. So usually um, one thing is on that, on that detail is that you want your tray to be as flat as possible. You don't, you don't want your tray to be, and that's, this is why, for example, we'll, we'll mention that, but I'll mention this now just, just in case I forget, but the, your greenhouses have to be level. I mean, that's a huge, important process in building your greenhouses. Um, level ground, why? What happened there? <laughs> They're on a hill like this. <laughs> so, because, for example, you know, if, if the, I, I had, we, we were having this problem because, um, in the past, they used to, there, they used to do, um, uh, at Eden Valley, you know, the, you, you, you have this tray that you put on top, and usually people put in the plug tray right on top, right on top, and then for, I don't know, strength or something. Well, the thing is, is that it doesn't sit all the way down, so it creates like a little pull. So plants on the edges were not germinating well, and they were drying off because the water would run off to the center, and then the one in the center were not germinating as well, or they'll get... Or they'll grow more. What they would just come. Those. So when I got there and I became the farm manager, the first thing I did was, you know, the, those bottom trays. I didn't use them anymore. Didn't throw them away. They're there, but I don't use them. Um, and so yes, nice, 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 nice and flat for, for those germination seeds. Yes. Um, I had uh, two questions. One about the germination. You were talking about when you water really well. When you are watering a, a seed that has just been planted, do you use a mist? Or do you mist it? Do you shower it? What do you do with it? Um, there, I use a shower head that is very fine. Like, yes. So, for example, there's a shower head um, that um, I wish I thought about and put a picture up there, but, but basically, it's a shower head. A shower head that is good, you want to put your hand there and not feel any any direct, like you don't want to feel like you're getting a hydrotherapy treatment, you know, so like, like, so, so, you know, you, you want to feel like very evenly on your hands without any, any punching. So yeah, just, just, just very subtle. So, and then. The point is, is that when you water your plants, you don't want the soil to burst everywhere. So, and I water very well because I want to make sure the seeds get that because water is what triggers germination. So you put that seed in there, gets nice and soaked, everything is nice and soaked, and then I leave it alone. All right, so I had a, I had a question back there. My question was about the, when you're planting, do you do each one by hand or do you have like a yeah, so do I plant by hand or with some type of a planting mechanism? I plant them by hand. Um, so my tomatoes, well, no, I do have like a thing that punches all whole at once. Now, but it's not you put it in and you're done. You have to, as you plant, you have to be observant. If there is one hole that is deeper, cover it. One shallow, make it a little deeper. Um, now there are things like broccoli that, I mean, broccoli, if you're having a hard time during broccoli, you need to move on, <laughs> get another career. <laughs> so, cause that stuff germinates underneath my table and it's not even wet down there. So, um, yes, you have, we had a question here. Yes. Mm. 
I don't do lights on my ceilings, uh, but I do have a greenhouse, small one. I think it's um, 14, no, um, 10 by 48. It's one of those small greenhouses. I mean, like hoop houses, kind of tunnel built. Uh, and it has a, the one we have has a concrete floor, and then we have tables, uh, benches, and things like that. Yes, sir. Yeah, for watering, would a lemon head be too much water, you think? A lemon head? Yeah. Never heard of that one. Oh, you never heard of that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, the principle is soft. You know, you don't you don't want thing to to go in there and feel like a like a waterfall coming, you know, from the Niagara. So here. If you're going to talk about this later, we can move on. But um, how do you prevent excessive legginess in your in your? Um, ah, yeah, I will. I I will. We'll touch on it later. But I'll tell you this much: how how you prevent you know legginess in your plants. If you're having that problem, uh, your lighting. <laughs> It's a little off. You should. You might have shade coming in. Um, you know your sun is not getting it. The sun is not getting it right. And as well, um, your soil has to do with it. You either your your balance in the soil is it's, it's not the greatest, or you have too much nitrogen, perhaps not a lot of phosphorus and potassium. That has to do with root development and cells. Yeah. So, um, but we'll we'll definitely touch on that as well. Uh, but. A huge portion of that is the sun. So I, you know, I, yeah. So, yes, sir. Um, in answer to his question about light, uh, in northwest Montana, we don't see the sun until you know, April. But, so I start all mine under LED. Shop. LED lights, yes. Right. Yeah. And in total darkness. And, but I, I run it 24 7. Yes. They don't have to have darkness. Yeah, so, you know, they'll grow a little faster that way, but, um, yeah, so, um, you had a question? For greenhouse planting, not field plantings, is there any advantage of planting tomatoes deep since they can form advantageous roots? Uh, so, the question is, should we plant our tomatoes deep or shallow, right? Uh, in, in a greenhouse, yeah. So, this is what I found, right? <laughs> so, there's the idea, like you put it deep there and whatever. Um, what I find is that um, it's cold, yeah. Uh, one thing is, like, like in Arkansas or in the south, you plant them too deep, you have a lot of that fresh, beautiful stem, soft, exposed, and you might get, it, um, you might get that root, root rot down there that stem rot it's, it's it's just a little fungus that develops when it's too wet and since especially in the spring in this area it rains a lot it's a little cool there's not much air, air going through anything and i lost a lot of plants just because of that so i i i put my plants and and then in colorado <laughs> there's a little bug that hugs the stem and cuts it yep so to avoid all that, what I do is that all I make sure, all I tell people is like, I want, I don't want to see the soil from the ceilings. I just, I just want to cover. I just want to cover that plant. And then I, that's what I do. And that's what I recommend. I don't plant, I don't, I don't recommend really going too deep. I don't think it's bad, but it's, I don't think it's necessary. Yeah. Because the reality is that you're going to string them, so you don't, you don't need a lot of strength, right? Like corn, for example, is planted deep enough, especially in the Midwest, because otherwise the wind will, will knock it off all the way to Tennessee, you know? So, um, so you need to plant them a little deep. And, and like if you're like home grower and growing a very small portion of corn, I like to make a trench and plant my corn down there and cover just a little bit. And then... Once it comes up, I weed it, and there's a little trench. I put a little fertilizer there, cover the trench, and pfft, it's great. Yes. On the leggy seedlings. Yes, leggies. Uh, I don't know if there's any credit in this or whatever, but I found that if it was too warm where they were growing, they got. Yes, the leggy. Yes, correct. The the, the leggy seedlings. That's why, for example, in the fertilization aspect. If you fertilize your ceilings too much or too early and, and you just let it stay there, 
they will get leggy real fast because they all struggling for that space. So they're like, whoever grows faster here uh, gets, it's like the tree in the forest, you know? And so somebody has to go up there and get the sun. Yeah. So in the case of the ceilings, they're together there. So they're all trying to get up there. So they grow really fast. Very, very, very good point there on, on leggy tomatoes. So, and you know, some people are leggy, others some. So plants are the same way. <laughs> to follow up, what temperature would be ideal after germination has happened just to grow your seedling? Seedling, uh, so in a heated house like I have, I have my heat from, it depends. If it's really cold, I have it 65 to 75. If it's not as cold, then I have it from 60 to 70, the ambient heat. All right, again, the roots, because I, I have a, my germination table is there. It's, it's long enough to, for me to leave them there. Um, now, all of them sometimes, especially the one growing outside, but for the greenhouse, I leave them there and then, yeah, so. Uh, one thing is as well that I like to do is that I rotate my trays, so. You know, let's say I'm looking at my phone right here, right? And then it's, it's on the edge of the, of, the, of the table like this growing. Then halfway through or every week, I rotate them. And it's just because you, 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 you can have growth different in terms of watering. And sometimes the center of the table is warmer than the edges. I mean, you would be surprised how just small details will make a difference. Like, it's, it's mind-blowing how so... Yes. Very. Any final questions on these slides? I have more slides to go. So. <laughs> All right. Yes. One. You didn't talk about variety. Oh, variety. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we're not done with the class. All right. So understanding tomato. This is when we get to. And let's see. Okay. Whew. Oh. Yeah. So. I gotta run in the other one for sure. <laughs> so very good. No. No. No problem. Okay. So understanding tomatoes and I'll go through a slide through this slide right here and then we'll pause and we'll come back we can start here right so variety actually I'll take a couple more questions if there is more and then and then we'll go into this one because it's um, it's not gonna be um, yeah I don't I don't think it's it's a good thing to go into, others, into the uh, other slides right now. So, any final questions on seedlings before we have a break? Yes? I might have missed that, but how many seeds do you group up per tray? Uh, so, it's one seed per hole. So, basically, 72 per 72 or... Yeah, so it's only one seed. Per, okay, I missed that portion. Yeah, now, one thing I do... Uh, thank you for the questions. How many seeds in, uh, in, the, in the tray... Um, one thing that I do is that when I'm planting, I do plant two seeds here and there. Like once in a while, I drop two seeds there. And the reason why is because sometimes others don't germinate or they're a little ugly and already grumpy. So <laughs> you go out and then this one that have two beautiful plants, I take one out and plant the other one. So... Yeah, as you know, you, you you know, we need to be kind to people about plants. It's a, you know, you need you need to be real. Like you are ugly and you're not growing too well. So <laughs> So yeah. <laughs> yeah, only to tomatoes, okay? <laughs> yes. Do you usually buy seed all your seed or do you on your uh pollinated uh -huh. do you save seed? Uh meepers uh there in that operation since we're a market grower, we buy all our seeds. Buy yeah, because as many as you know, to grow proper, good quality seeds, you need as much of an operation to do seeds, right. to do good quality seeds. Uh, because the quality of the seed, I'm telling you, it's, it's so important. It's, it's incredible. I mean, yeah, it's, I, I, you know, a, a friend that says the same person, same friend in uh, Paraguay, they were having problems with their tomatoes big time and peppers. They changed variety. Now they're doing really good. I mean, they sent me pictures of it. They changed a few things. They changed some methods of planting and the variety, and they're doing good. So 
Now, that I don't, I recommend, you know, someone, especially in the home garden setting, to start learning how to do that. But one key step in that is that to get good seeds, you need healthy plants. So a lot of people like beginners and, and enthusiasts out there that, you know, at the end of the time, they're going to say, save themselves, right? They want to l- grow their own seed, right? Which is good again. But first, we need to grow how to learn how to grow good tomatoes. Then, of course, saving seeds is the next step. Um, but basically, it's, um, it's a good thing. But for, for us, we buy seeds. Yes. Uh, and then, by the stem, by the stem right next to the tray. Yeah. So, yes. Who do you use for seed stores? Uh, seed stores, I buy them from Johnny's. Johnny's like the seeds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know there are other companies out there, but Johnny seems to be the only one that I called. Hey, this thing didn't germinate too well, and the next day there is a package there. So. And, uh, you know, when you invest, my seed order this year was about 6000 so. Do we see an advantage if you use hybrids or non-hybrids? Hybrids? Uh, germination? No, because like, I plant brandy wine, that's an heirloom. Um, plant others that are, that are heirlooms as well. Um, germination, it's just the quality of the seed. And that... Um, the the temperature of, the, of your seedlings yeah so that's that's in in terms of quality in different varieties for sure now cherry tomatoes they germinate the best germination rate if you want to look good on a class to germinate something that do cherry tomatoes <laughs> so what is the uh, like in your operation the breakdown of your varieties heirloom versus cherry versus yes uh, how would you break down your percentage wise uh, Percentage-wise, in terms of, uh, I plant one variety of black cherry tomatoes. I mean, one row of black cherry tomato that's 100 feet long, uh, one row of red, and one row of yellow. So in terms of percentage, I guess like 25% cherry tomatoes, another 4% of heirloom. I don't plant much heirloom, but I plant some just because of the variety of market. We'll talk about that later. And then, but I do have a core tomato like like that can save me like you know I used to go to the market every time and lots and firm tomato beautiful because most 99% of Americans are there looking for that round beautiful globe tomato tomato shape uh, yes oh, I just get a little personal here do you have a, like he's talking about do you have a personal favorite for the market uh, personal favor I don't have uh, for me, I, I, I like brandy wine. That's the tomato I eat, I take home. For the market, for, for the market is what people prefer, and, and that's, um, you know, that's, what I sell. that's what I sell. But usually, um, we'll, we'll talk about it, the variety. Yeah, we'll talk about it a little. I have one more question, then we'll done, and then I'll take yours too. Yeah, so, so, so basically, you know, adding that, that liquid, right? The, uh, we've, we've done that with uh, under. You know, like what you call but what bottom watering. bottom watering yeah so the main principle is when germinating something the seeds has to be soaked really good so that's yeah, why that first, so first good soak yeah some some people soak it like they're doing sprouting I don't think that that far necessary but if you soak them real good when you plant after, them after right after you plant them it's yeah yeah Mm-hmm. So tomatoes usually in three weeks. If it's tomatoes, usually in a good temperature, three to four weeks, that's they're all the same. Now, when it comes to germination rate, like I said, within you know that thirty-hour period, I look by variety because some some plants germinate in the morning, other in the afternoon. So you know, like tomato will germinate about three point five days, but other ones will take four or four point five. So so yeah, I, I don't look like, oh, my cherries aren't germinating and these other are, so I look them in within the variety. Yeah, so that's a good question. 
All right, very good, guys. Looks like we need to go into a, a break here. We'll come back this afternoon, I guess. Um, so, thank you. Thank you. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.